Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal's not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, welcome back to Hannity. This is Jordan Secular from the ACLJ. I've been co-hosting Sean's show with my dad, Jay Secular, our chief counsel at the American Center for Law and Justice. We're about to be joined by Congressman Jim Jordan, but we have breaking news to announce right now on Hannity. President Zelensky of Ukraine will be in Washington tomorrow. I mean, he's traveling yep. right now uh, to meet with Congress, and we know now President Biden. Yeah, they this just news released is this. just now breaking, and we've got Congressman Jim Jordan Who's joining us right now? Yeah, Congressman, this is Jay. I wanted to ask you if, if I, I don't know how much advance notice you all had on this, but what, what's your read on the situation with President Zelensky arriving in the United States? No, I, we just found out about it a couple of minutes ago as well. So uh, you know, I'll be there. Um, look, there's a there's a bunch of money in this this crazy omnibus bill for Ukraine. I think I think what I saw forty some billion dollars. So I, I don't know if there's any connection to that or not. You know, who knows? What I do know is I'm. I'm tired of sending all American tax dollars to Ukraine. We we understand and we support Ukraine, and 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 we understand that, that President Zelensky is is one brave leader, uh, and that Putin is the aggressor here. But but come on, Europe needs to step up and pay for this, uh, not the American taxpayer. Particularly when we got the, the debt burden we have, and and uh, and the interest payments that we've now seen in the first two months of this fiscal year. You're right. That debt. So so anyway, we'll we'll, we'll see. But I'll, I, I know I know as much as you do right now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting you said the thing about the, the Europeans because we have an office at, uh, in Strasbourg, France. We have a European Center for Law and Justice. And the ECLJ has been looking at the issues. And the question that arises is why is not Europe stepping up? They're the ones that yeah. are going to have the heating oil shortage. They're the one with the grain shortage. That's going to be because of what's happening uh, in Ukraine. And, again, the United States having to lead all the way with barely participation by, I mean, it's, it's not that it's insignificant, but it's nowhere near the percentage that the U.S. is giving. But we want to get right to uh, some other news that uh, your, your former colleague, Devin Nunez, uh, who headed up yeah. the Intelligence Committee, finds out, and, and we've now found out that staffers, that while the Department of Justice, and we know this, had, had spied on the former president's campaign, mm-hmm. 
And when you all in Congress began to exposing what they were doing, then yep. DOJ under Robert Mueller during the special counsel probe uh, decides that they would spy on you all, or at least your staffs uh, and the staffs on the intelligence committee, uh, because you know you were about to find out what they were up to. What's your reaction? Devin is is uh, noted uh, obviously concerned as is his staff, but yeah. I think this yeah. it's a horrible violation of separation of powers. But your reaction to this? Well, it shouldn't surprise us in light of what we've learned about with the DOJ and how political they've become. Um, Devin was on TV last night. I thought he did a great job, but he talked about they were spying on. He thinks his lawyers and and some of his staffers correct there on the Intel committee. Uh, looking at their emails, looking at their phone records, uh, is, is my understanding. Rod Rosenstein had to approve this, I assume. Um, and, and remember the timing here, guys. This, uh, Jay, this was when, remember Devin released a memo. It didn't get released until January of 18, but he was working on that memo. And so my understanding is when this spying took place is when they realized he was putting together this memo that was going to expose what they did at the FISA court, what they did with the dossier, what they did on spying on President Trump's campaign, and that's when they went in and spied on his staff. So the timing, I think, is, is, is hugely significant. Um, so this just, this just adds more, more reason why we have to investigate the DOJ, why we have to find, every, find out every fact, every truth, and get it to the American people, because they've become so political, and they're operating in a political fashion. You couple this with what we learned from the Twitter files, what we already knew about the 14 whistleblowers who've come talk to us from the, from the FBI. Uh, it just underscores how bad that place is and why they need investigating. Congressman George, we said before, uh, the break before this, that we, we, we were just so excited that the House went Republican. And one of those reasons is to get you re-empowered as a committee chair to investigate this this kind of information. And and we look at this, the subpoenas that were obtained by uh, Just the News, uh, Sean's yeah. friends over there and our friends at Just the News, show that the DOJ went to Google and said, turn, turn over personal email, personal yeah. phone data from senior staffers. And this is, this again, it should send a shockwave through the American people that we're seeing again yet another example of the tech industry working in line with like they are subsidiary of our law federal law enforcement. Yeah. They ran an information operation. If you look back in 2020 and focus on just the Hunter Biden story, they ran a misinformation operation on We the People. You know, remember those 59 former Intel officials, uh, uh, 51, excuse me, former Intel officials sent that letter saying, oh, this, the Hunter Biden story has all the earmarks, classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Well, the truth is they, big tech, big government, Big media ran an information operation, misinformation operation, on the American people, on we the people, on the citizens, literally days before, weeks before, the most important election we have, election for president of the United States. That is what is so frightening, what is so egregious, what is so such a violation of the First Amendment. Uh, again, underscoring why we have to do everything we can to get the truth to the country, because you can't stop this stuff if you first don't fully expose it. And that's what we're committed to doing. You know, the only reason, uh, Congressman, that we know this happened was that Google had a policy that when they had a request or a subpoena for documents of a customer, in this case, the two staffers yeah. with um, the Congressman, then Congressman Nunez, that they wait five years. So this was in 2017 before they let the customer know, hey, by the way, I mean, can you imagine this? By the way, five <laughs> yeah. years ago. Your documents were requested by the United States Department of Justice in a criminal probe by Special Counsel Robert Mueller. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling, but that's the way it's set up. But the, the timing, and believe me, and you know this, I know the timing because I lived it, uh, and Jordan and I worked that case uh, from beginning to end. 
the fact of the matter is, the thing that I'm concerned about is the Department of Justice thinking they can react to oversight by going after members of Congress or their staffs, I mean, especially a lawyer and investigator, yeah. and thinking they could have basically a free-for-all uh, and do what they want. As and, and if you remember, Rod Rosenstein, in a meeting shortly as this was going on, made the statement that he was going to, if this happens, if, if Congress continued this investigation, there's going to be an investigation of Congress. And lo and behold, Congressman, he they did, did it. it. They, 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 they did it. Um, I'm wondering, you know, there's, there, there was some, one news account I think it talked about this. I'm wondering, did Paul Ryan know about this? Did the speaker then know about this? Because there was always, when you go clear back to, I think, the Jefferson, when William Jefferson had the cash, in, uh, that, that they're right. supposed to at least inform the, the Speaker of the House if they're doing something relative to a separate and equal branch of government, i.e. the legislative branch. Um, did he know? And, it, it, and because, I, I mean, I don't know that, but this is wrong regardless of whether they told him or not. This is as wrong as it gets. And it, I don't know if it was done for retribution, if it was done to find out what Devin was going to release in the memo, or probably both. I mean, it, it could have been both reasons. But any or all of those reasons are wrong. It should have never happened. Congressman Jordan, what can we do about this now? What can When you come back in January and you are in the, in the majority and a chairman of a committee, what can you do about this now? I mean, whether it's the origins of COVID, whether it's these breaking stories that we're just learning about with the DOJ uh, subpoenaing this information from Google. Yeah on independent staffers, what can uh, Congress and the House Republicans do? Well, the, the, the big thing you have is you have the ability to compel people to come testify. So we've sent countless letters. We've asked to preserve documents. We've asked to preserve information. We've asked people to come in and talk. We basically get the, you know, the, uh, we get the, you know, no, we're not common. We get, we get nothing from people. But in the majority, you have greater ability to get them there because you can subpoena folks. And some people you will subpoena uh, aren't people in government. So you're, it's a real good chance that you get those. On, on, on the Fauci COVID issue and the origin issue of that and all the things that, that I think they told us that weren't accurate, um, we really want to start with these 11 virologists who were on that, that initial phone call, that conference call that Fauci and Collins have on February 1st, 2020, when I think they got these virologists on the call and got everyone to get their story straight. They get their story straight on where this thing started, get their story straight on, on telling people it wasn't gain of function when we know it was, uh, or it sure looks like it was. So. Those are the people we want to start with on that investigation, those 11 people. And then, of course, on the, on the DOJ, you want to start with Elvis Chan. You want to start with Tim Tebolt, um, this guy who's left the FBI, who was uh, both a whistleblower that went to Senator Grassley, said Tebolt was one of the guys at the FBI involved in suppressing the Hunter Biden story. We had a different whistleblower come talk to our office and tell us Timothy Tebolt is involved in just the overall political nature of the Washington field office. So we want to start with that guy uh, on, the, uh, on the political nature of the Justice Department investigation. Let me, talking about investigations that became political, and that's the January 6th committee issued their report yesterday. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again, and and this is my view on this. What happened on January 6th obviously was horrific. Uh, but the Department of Justice, if they're pursuing a crime, can't base it on hearsay. Uh, and and the, the committee's acknowledged this, and the lawyers even on, on the left have said, you know, it's got to be admissible evidence. But your sense of this report, which was, you know, I don't think anything was earth-shaking in here. Uh, they made these criminal referrals. Again, the Department of Justice is going to do what they're going to do. But your, your sense of this January 6th report? Total political uh, uh, endeavor. Um, first time in American history you had a committee where there was no cross-examination ability because there was no one allowed on with an opposing point of view. All nine people were, were uh, voted to impeach President Trump. Um, 
that the first time in American history the minority leader was not allowed to place on a select committee the individuals he or she had selected. Never happened in the history of our country. But, right. Uh, we've, we caught these folks in, uh, in, in so many lies. I caught them in two lies about We'll just give you one quick example of how they misrepresented things, how they lied to the American people. They played a video clip of me in a hearing once where, where they showed a clip. I was doing, a, I think, an interview on Fox or something, and I said, January 6th is the ultimate date of significance in a, in a presidential contest. And what, what, what they failed to include was the very sentence before that where I said, the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg said January 6th is the ultimate date of significance in a presidential contest. That sort of changes its meaning. So that was just one of the lies we caught them in, uh, and we didn't get to be a part of it. We didn't get to sit in on the depositions, cross-examine witnesses, see the transcripts, and we, we caught them in, I think, eight different lies that we counted. So imagine how many other things they told us that wasn't true because we never got to see the evidence that they got to see, for goodness sake. So this is how bad it is. They've been out to get President Trump from the get-go. It's now been seven years running where they've been after this guy, and they go after him because he fought for us. He shook up that town. He was one of the best presidents we've ever had, certainly the one who did more of what he said he would do than any president in my lifetime. Uh, and that's why I'm so uh, so hopeful he's going to win this, uh, this next one in 2024. You know, well, when we hear what Congressman Jordan said, though, it reminds me during the impeachment trial, during Mueller, the, the shift show. Yes. They, they, there was always, they play half the clip. They right. play. They and show we caught him every they time, show you Congressman. Half the email. They show you a quarter of the speech and no context. Yeah. And you can make anything sound like anything you want. And that we yeah. caught that with the, the, the shift staffers times. over and yeah. over and over again. But they do it without embarrassment. They no, they continue. do. Yeah. They do. But, you know, yeah. Congressman, we're thrilled that you are now going to be the incoming. Chairman of the Judiciary Committee. It's important for the ACLJ. It's important for our country. Thanks for being with us on Sean's broadcast, and uh, have a Merry Christmas and a good New Year. We'll talk to you soon. Look forward to working with you. All right. Thanks, guys. God bless. Merry Christmas. Thank you. You too. All right, folks. We've got a lot more ahead on Hannity. I, I tell you, that was a fascinating interview because this is the guy. He's been through it. He's been through it. He's going to be controlling it um, as the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. It's a big, big position. And I'm going to tell you, I'm encouraged that Jim Jordan is going to be leading that committee. Uh, you know, Republicans won by a little, but a little is all it took to switch the control of that house, uh, that chamber of the uh, Congress, so that's great. All right, we've got a lot more ahead. Our friend Rick Grinnell, who's also our senior advisor for uh, international issues as well as national security, we've got a lot to ask him. He's going to be joining us a lot more ahead on Hannity. Check us out at, uh, at Jay Seculo, at Jordan Seculo, and, of course, ACLJ.org. The American Center for Law and Justice, ACLJ.org, back with more Hannity in just a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft. 
Everybody's home title is online, and we have criminals all over the world that will forge your signature, and basically it's a race against time to stop them before they take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, my partners at Home Title Lock, they demonstrated how criminals can do it. Now, they found the title to Linda's home online, forged her signature, stating that she sold them her home when she did not. Now, some criminal was now the owner, and that's the reality So how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, you can find out for free with sign-up when you use the promo code SEAN, S-E-A-N, and go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN, and your first 30 days of protection are free. Do it today. HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey, today more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? 
Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And by the way, who has the time? Now, HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud to help you and your family save. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Now, saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock, they make it simple and easy to find and fix any hidden medical bill error. Now, to save, go to their website. It's HealthLock.com. One word, HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Hey, welcome back to Hannity. By the way, good drummer in that tune. I have to say, no, I'm kidding, but, but I'm not kidding, really. It was a great tune by our band. I appreciate Linda getting all that together for us and our our folks that uh, got some of that up. I appreciate you playing it. It's Jay Secular Band on Facebook. You can go there and check us out. I have a Christmas CD out as well that you can not see these. Where they, I guess, stream, uh, yeah, stream wherever you get your streaming. All right, we've got um, our friend Rick Rennell, our colleague, uh, Rick Rennell coming up. But if you're just joining us, we had a little bit of breaking news here, and that is... That's right. Uh, President Zelensky arriving in the United States late tonight or tomorrow morning. Yeah, he's going to be, uh, I don't know if it's addressing Congress or meeting members of Congress. We now know from the White House he's going to be meeting with President Biden. But as we talked to uh, Congressman Jordan, uh, he had just found out about the news just like we did. So they, there was not broad notice given to members of Congress, even those in, in, in the leadership kind of positions. But I think what we heard from Congressman Jordan was the pressure. I think this is a pressure move the financial on, on pressure. the omnibus bill, $40 billion to send to the send to Ukraine in a war that doesn't seem like it has an end point yet. doesn't seem like there's an end point. It seems like there's an impasse. Uh, there's been tr- some people try to broker some type of resolution to this, which would be, I think, great for everybody. The Europeans, who are most at risk with this expansion uh, and this conflict, uh, need to, in my view, step up to the plate. We're not saying that we should not be helping Ukrainians. I think they've, look, they've been under siege. But the fact of the matter is Europe plays a, a decisive role here because the heating oil that they need and the grain that they need from Ukraine um, is imperiled. And it's imperiled because of Russian aggression, and, and we understand that. But the Europeans need to be carrying their fair share of all of this. Yeah, as Linda wrote, and I mean, you know, so, so $45 billion to Ukraine in this new budget. Zelensky's now in the United States for the pressure campaign. Right. That, you know that's what this is, folks. Of course. What about Afghanistan? And Leave our people behind. there. Leave yep. them behind, but but we're going to do this. I don't. This is pretty unprecedented. A country at war to have their leader show up on our soil to pressure us into sending more money, like we haven't been already doing that. Yeah, and it's like not like the United States hasn't been supportive. All right, we're going to be joined uh, coming up by our friend Rick Rennell. We got a lot to talk about, including we'll throw in Ukraine as well. Now that that is a breaking news item, but again, Supreme Court Title Forty Two stayed temporarily. More Hannity when we come back. Welcome back to Hannity. This is Jordan Seculo uh, from the American Center for Law and Justice. I've been hosting Sean's show today with my dad, Jay Seculo, our chief counsel at the ACLJ. And another team member at the ACLJ joining us now, Rick Rennell, former acting director of national intelligence and ambassador to Germany, is joining us now. He's the ACLJ's senior advisor for national security and foreign policy. Rick, we've had this breaking news. 
develop while we've been on air on, on Sean's broadcast about Zelensky making a trip to the United States as we speak to at least meet with President Biden. There's been some conflicting news here. There's also been news about meeting with Congress. I don't know about addressing Congress. We also know there's $40 million at stake for Ukraine in the omnibus spending bill. What's your reaction to the Ukrainian leader heading to the U.S.? Well, look, first of all, uh, let's be clear. Uh, Zelensky is no dummy to come uh, the week of Christmas, uh, the week of Hanukkah, to try to ask for these big presents. And Americans and American legislators, our representatives, need to understand that we must demand first that Europe pay their fair share. We are teaching Europe to sit back and do very little when the Americans rush in and try to lead on these issues, when the reality is this is a European issue. It's in their yard. It's right in their in the Germans' uh, region. The Germans are the largest economy in all of Europe, and they must do more. Why is it that we have to immediately come to the Americans? The American people have been incredibly generous. We have been at the forefront, but the reality is is that uh, this Biden administration has already overpaid for Ukrainian funding when our border is suffering, when our people need programs. This is a true outrage, and any legislator who is voting on this in the lame duck should be barred from voting. This is future spending. This is spending that should not be voted on when we've already had elections and we should hold the people to account who are elected, already elected and waiting to be sworn in in just a a week or so. You know, Rick, I I said something very similar earlier on the broadcast, and that was, uh, you know, the United States has been very generous with Ukraine. We've done a lot of work in that region at the American Center for Law and Justice and our global affiliates. But the truth of the matter is, I mean, I handled a whole impeachment about Ukraine. But the truth of the matter is the Europeans are the ones directly in harm's way. And I mean harm's way. I'm not talking about that the war is going to spill over into uh, more of Eastern Europe, although who knows. Uh, but the fact of the economic impact, whether it's grain, whether it's heating oil, the Europeans are, you know, winter is here now. It's about to get very cold through a lot of the country in the United States. Same thing in Europe. And it is time for them to carry their 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 weight of this. And like I said, the American taxpayers has got a problem on our own border. And Title 42, as I mentioned earlier in broadcast, has been allowed to stay in place for an order from John Roberts, the Chief Justice of the United States, but it is temporary. When we're finished in the next few minutes on this broadcast, you're going to see that the Supreme Court could refer this to the entire uh, all nine justices. John Roberts could lift the stay. He could leave it in place. I've handled dozens of these stays at the Supreme Court. I've had him last a couple of hours. I've had him last four months. But when you look at the border, and you were the director of national intelligence, so you know what was going on on the border, and it's certainly not gotten any better since you've been inside of government, this is a national security issue for the United States. Well, there's no question about it. When you look at who is coming through the southern border, it's not just uh, immigrants from Mexico. It's not just immigrants from Latin America. It is now proven that these are immigrants from around the world. The world, The word is out. You want to get into the United States, you fly into Mexico City and you make your way up, and there is an open border and it's outrageous. We must stop paying and asking the American taxpayer to pay for all of 
these crises around the world when we've got our own crises going on. I don't care if it's Iran or China. We are training the Europeans to sit back. Look at NATO, Jay. We have NATO members who are not paying their fair share. We just added new NATO members who are unwilling to pay their fair share immediately. And this is a European problem. We are training Europe to sit back and wait for the United States because we're way too jumpy to start spending on other people's issues. And and this is an outrage. And the American people should call their representatives and demand that we vote on this in the new Congress since we have elected leadership. We have new elected leaders that are just waiting to be sworn in. We should wait for those leaders who were held to account on the Ukrainian funding issue in November. You know, Rick, another issue we've seen, and I, I know that this is a forefront for you, is this collusion, or let's just call it what it is, between and what Elon Musk has exposed and what you have to imagine after we've heard from people like Mark Zuckerberg talk about their discussions with uh, the FBI and federal law enforcement. You tweeted out just to one of the new Twitter file releases about the uh, number of FBI employees who were at Twitter and the fact that they had their own Slack channel, their own crib sheet to onboard their new arrivals. I mean, it was over a dozen that had been identified who went right from Jim Comey's FBI, literally some of his deputies, right from Jim Comey's FBI to Twitter to start suppressing conservatives and Republicans. Well, look, they brought over their secret ways and and that's really uh, what's scary to me is we had too many people who were trying to censor almost exclusively conservatives, doing it in the dark, not wanting there to be any type of government regulation over it. And it happened in a very serious way. I, I can't overstate the concern that that we should have as Americans when your intelligence agencies are working to crush dissenting viewpoints, it is a very scary place to be. And we are catching and we should have media that are much more interested in stopping this bloat of government uh, intelligence agencies trying to crush the American people and crush dissent. It's a very scary place to be. Yeah, we just got word uh, just now, and this is interesting. I I mentioned that uh, the Chief Justice had issued an administrative stay so that Title 42 could stay in effect today because it was set to expire today. And and the government then had to file a brief, uh, and then it would be the Chief Justice would either keep the stay, deny the stay, or refer it to the court. Rick, this is fascinating, and you know with our work at the American Center for Law and Justice, you're part of our team, we've got a lot of experience at the Supreme Court. For I mean, I've done a lot of stays and a lot of merits cases as well, over 23, I think now, uh, merits cases, but we've done dozens of stays. Interesting here, the Biden administration just moments ago asked the Supreme Court today for a delay in the termination of Title 42's immigration policy, asking for the program to conclude no sooner than next week. So they've asked for, they've asked for a week for this to go. You know what they're afraid of? If the judge, if the Chief Justice would have lifted the stay, Rick, they were afraid that they had nothing prepared to go and there would have been no enforcement. It's, it's really, uh, once again, showing a national security issue, which the border crisis is a national security issue. Once again, that the Biden administration doesn't know what they're doing. They are ill-prepared. 
They celebrated in Afghanistan that they brought 90% of the people home. They dropped the Russian sanctions that President Trump had on Putin's pipeline and created this war in Ukraine. We have to have an administration that thinks through the consequences of not enforcing the border. We, we can now see Democrats, they're, they're peeling off. They're beginning to say this border is a crisis, and the Biden administration yep. isn't doing much about it. When you're losing your own party, you know you've got a lot of trouble and the policy is failing. Let me ask you a question, Dad, because this, the way it's being reported is interesting. Is that the administration, they've made their Supreme Court filing that was due at 5 p.m., so right before 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and they say they want a delay in the termination of Title yep. 42, but just uh, a week or so. Yeah. So they don't want to keep Title 42. No. I want to make that clear. Correct. Why a week? Well, because a lot of things could happen in a week. They could come up with a new plan. They could come up with no plan. Uh, it signals to the court something else. If it's such, if it's so urgent, not because you're willing to say, I'll let it go for another week or so. Well, then the court may say, you know what? There's a real constitutional issue here. And, you know, we're going to leave this stay in place until we have the case addressed on the merits. I think they just up the ante of the Supreme Court granting review, in which case we're going to get involved as uh, amicus with the court. Our briefs, by the way, folks, at, at the Supreme Court, even our friend of the court briefs, have been cited by the Chief Justice, by Justices Breyer when he was on the court, by Justice Stevens, by Justice Alito, and others. So uh, yeah. it's a very interesting development. Yeah, I'm just going to keep updating people. The Justice Department is still seeking to uphold... The lower court rulings that held the Biden administration could eliminate the policy, but is asking for delay in the program's end, saying it should remain in place until December 27th if the Supreme Court decides the Title 42 case before Friday. Right. So they're trying to dictate to the court. Yeah, it's a a very risky and bold move on the government's part, and I I don't think it's going to go over well. So we're going to review the brief when we're done. We'll have more information on our broadcast. I'm sure Sean will tomorrow on on Hannity as well. Rick, one last question. You've worked with the ACLJ now for a while, and I I think it's important for Sean's audience to understand the scope of the things like the Title 42, like what's happening in Europe, that our engagement on these issues really are giving people a voice, uh, and and an important voice in, in allowing this to go forward. Look, one of the reasons I joined ACLJ after leaving the Trump administration was because of the action that we take. We don't complain, but we actually file lawsuits. We actually try and stop the bad stuff from happening. And and I couldn't be more proud. I I, I hope that people do support the ACLJ. You know, one thing, Jay, I just wanted to add, this one-week delay that the Biden administration wants gets us closer to when the new Congress comes in. And it's clear to me that they're playing politics here, and they'd like to blame the Republicans yes. in the House so that when the chaos comes forward, it's under Kevin McCarthy's leadership and the Republicans in the House so that they can say, look, we didn't have this chaos until the Republicans took over the House. Now, Rick, I think that's a very good observation. And the fact is, this is going to, it's a very bizarre signal to the court, though, too. I want, as a Supreme Court practitioner, it's a very unusual signal to say, we don't want to stay. We don't want you to grant the government stay, but you know what? Grant it for a week or 10 days so we can kind of figure out what we're going to do here. Meanwhile, I think that's what puts it into a new Congress. They blame them for everything. They have no plan in place. They're taking out the biggest enforcement mechanism they have, which still isn't getting it all done, but it was better than what they had with Title Eight, which is the other uh, administrative a process that you go through but I, I think this is a highly this was not an anticipated move by most i don't think most people thought this is what the government was going to do no the united it's states trying to have through both, the solicitor general both yeah. ways i think what rick said is right i think it's politics more than 
law and, ra- and it's not really that rational for people to be hearing this. That we're not asking for a stay. We don't agree with the state. But don't do away with this right now, even though it's set to expire tonight. Because they're in chaos, is what Rick said. Yeah. They're in chaos, and they, they would rather the blame that blame. Yeah. chaos. They could blame it. January 3rd, they get to blame the chaos on the conservatives. Rick, we appreciate you being with us. Appreciate you being part of the team. Folks, we've got a, uh, another segment coming up on Hannity. We're gonna While we're on break, we're going to find out more about this Supreme Court filing. But I will tell you, highly unusual that the way you defeat a stay, if you're the other side, is to say the stay should not, is not necessary, we have a plan. Instead, they say, you know what? Don't let this expire tonight because we don't want it on our hands. Let it expire in te- a week or 10 days. And you know what that means? Well, maybe it'll be on somebody else's hands. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, it's very interesting for the court. We've got another segment of Hannity coming up. Stay tuned. A lot more ahead. Support the work of the ACLJ, American Center for Law and Justice. You can do that by going to aclj.org. That's aclj.org. And follow Jordan on Twitter or Truth at at Jordan Seculo, at Jay Seculo, at ACLJ, and like our social media pages as well. We'll be back with more Hannity in just a minute. Hey, welcome back to Hannity's Jay Seculo and Jordan Seculo. Uh, we're sitting in for Sean today. Of course, we run the American Center for Law and Justice. I, I got some breaking news. We just got the brief that was filed in the Title 42 case. That was the authorization put forward in the Trump administration to deal with the crisis on the border in light of the pandemic that was going throughout the country. Uh, it's interesting. The government has asked for, it's very unusual. There's a stay that's in effect. The government was expected to reject or at least move to dissolve that stay immediately. Instead, they've asked the chief justice to keep the stay in place for at least a week while they figure out what to do. And it's interesting in their brief. This is what your United States government is putting in their briefs, folks. The government recognizes that the end of Title 42 orders will likely lead to disruption and a temporary increase in unlawful border crossings. The government is in no way seeks to minimize the seriousness of that problem. And then, as our friend Rick Grinnell said, it looks like they're putting it now, pushing it towards the Congress. That's who they're going to blame for all of this. And, of course, if they can extend this for about 10 or 12 days, they can blame the Republican Congress. We're going to get into this a lot more uh, in the days ahead. If you want information about this, I encourage you to go to ACLJ.org. We'll have more information up about this tomorrow. And, again, we thank Linda, thank the whole team at Hannity, and, of course, thank our friend Sean Hannity for letting Jordan and I sit in today. And, again, if you want to uh, support work that is protecting America, protecting our country, go to ACLJ.org. We're in a matching challenge campaign, which means if you donate a gift, it's tax deductible, but we get a matching gift, and that's at aclj.org. That's aclj.org. It has been a privilege and an honor to sit in for Sean. Nobody could do it like Sean Hannity can, but we had a great time and appreciate uh, you all listening to us. Have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And we'll talk to you next year. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.